Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Fitness on the Frontlines, where there's like literally so much room for activities in here. <laughs> <laughs> um, if to, that were true, <laughs> yeah, I know. This room's so small. <laughs> we're actually working on uh, getting that uh, the the old kids' room mm-hmm. and like building another room in it, so we'd have a lot more room. Because right here, it's kind of like. Yeah, it's kind of cramped back here. Anyone who's ever been back here. All right, so uh, today, as usual, my name's Corey, and uh, across the table from me, I have Eric Berngruber. What's up? How are you today, Eric? Sore. Cool. <laughs> and then today, we also have a very special guest, a man named Brian. Hold up. Let me try to get this again. Tabo. Oh, you got it. Nice. I got it. How you doing today, Brian? I'm doing well, man. How you doing? Doing good. Doing good. Brian here is with an organization called Operation RSF. What does that stand for? So RSF is Resilience, Strength, and Fortitude. Okay. That's probably the number one question we get. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so get just a little bit closer to it. Yeah. Um, so what exactly does Operation RSF do? So we're a registered nonprofit organization. Mm-hmm. Uh, we really work combining the veteran in the fitness space. Yeah. Uh, essentially, we partner with various CrossFit gyms, uh, personal trainers, uh, really just any healthy gym community that's out there. Okay. And uh, we help get veterans connected to those gyms to provide a sense of purpose after service. So it's not just CrossFit gyms then, is it? No, it's not just CrossFit gyms. Um, we have uh, a couple personal trainers mm-hmm. uh, that we work with. We have a couple, uh, really our, our main staple is that if it provides a sense of community and accountability, then we're interested in working with them. Right. So how many how many gyms or personal trainers would you say that you work with? Is that a number that you know? Yeah. So, I mean, right now we have 21 in the United States. And we actually cool. have one in Australia. Ooh. Uh, so, yeah, we're, we're technically international. <laughs> Ooh, nice. <laughs> Nice. Are you working on any other countries right now? Uh, no. I mean, really, really, our premise has been kind of expanding locally where we're at and gaining some more traction. And then, you know, if we scale, you know, after afterwards, you know, that's better. But uh, really, right. we want to affect, you know, where we're at personally, which is, you know, with me moving down to Huntsville, you know, within the past six or you know seven months. Yeah. Uh, looking to expand more of our uh, influence over here in northern Alabama and get some events on the schedule. Where uh, Where are you originally from? So I've been kind of all over the place. Um, no, I've resided <laughs> resided mostly around the Nashville, Clarksville, Tennessee area. Okay, so you're still like south. Yeah. Okay, so I was actually born in Birmingham, Alabama. Oh, okay. So yeah, I'm I'm pretty close to home now. Uh, attended University of Alabama. Oh, nice. Um, then went on active duty military service after college, and I've been kind of bouncing around a couple different places, just getting stationed. You know. Right. Between Fort Benning, Fort Campbell, now here <laughs> around Redstone. Okay. So what exactly, what branch did you uh, enter in whenever you enlisted? So I, I did the ROTC program in Alabama. I commissioned. Did you do ROTC uh, in high school as well? No, I didn't. So okay. I, so you I just actually, did it in college then? I just did it in college. I had no idea if I wanted to even join the military. Okay. I got an ROTC scholarship. I had been playing high school baseball at the time. Had a couple junior college offers and was like, well. I can go play JUCO and see if my baseball dream works out. Right. The, the Army's, you know, offering me a full ride to go to Alabama. So it was a pretty pretty simple decision at right. that point. Um, had no idea I was going to stick with the Army. I knew it was a good opportunity going in. Uh, my dad kind of laid out, like, you screw this up. We're not paying for college. <laughs> so, like, the Army, you know, became my primary choice. Here's your chance, that. kid. <laughs> yeah. I got you. I got you. So you, what exactly did you go to college for then? So I did political science as as an undergrad. Currently, I'm doing a master's of business administration. Oh, cool. Um, cool. Yeah. So I mean, when I was in college, about 
60 to 70 percent of what went into the branch you received after college was right. based off your college gpa which seems weird but i was like i i want to get the branch that you know i want to serve in you know right. something that aligns with my interest and political science seemed like the easiest major that i could do uh to get me there <laughs> so you so. mean is a branch as in army or like what do you what do you mean by by branch so w- within the army you have uh and I have to think about what it is. I think 16 different branches. So oh. you have like the infantry, you have, you know, your logistics guys over in the quartermaster branch. Okay. Um, is essentially whatever your occupational specialty is. Okay. Um, is determined uh, in college. And a huge part of that is your GPA. So naturally, huh. I went for ah, what the. Uh, it's like a giant web. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> See, I, I have no idea how any of it really works. Um, like, that's that's all brand yeah, new information. I, I had no idea there was like that many branches and stuff. Oh, yeah. There's, I mean, there's tons of different jobs to go into. And you, know, right. you want to make sure whatever you're doing after college, because mm-hmm. you owe them you know, five years, <laughs> you, you want to make sure like you're it. doing something <laughs> oh, yeah. that you enjoy. So. So exactly, whenever you left college and then fully went into the military, what actual branch did you go into? So I, I started off uh, as an Army infantry officer. Okay. Um, I did that for about four years, and then I tried out. I went to a selection for Special Forces. Oh, um, cool. I made that. I went through about two years of training, and then I went to a Special Forces team after that. How long were you in the Special Forces? Uh, so I went to Can selection. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I went to selection in 2014. Um I got done with training beginning of 2017, and I was on a team from 2017 up until I moved here to Huntsville about six months ago. Cool. Yeah. Okay, so, like, that's whenever you officially – you're – now, was it – Discharge? What, what is it called? Well, I'm, I'm still on active duty. Oh, you're still active I, I, duty. The beard okay. and the hair probably, probably fool you. Right, but, um, that's what I was being asking. Being a grad school student, I don't really have a whole lot of people to, to answer to at the right. moment. So <laughs> I mean, I'm enjoying it while I can. I got you. I got you pulling that. You know Alan Thrall is? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, you're pulling an Alan Thrall. Um, so as far as the actual, you said that you were doing uh, baseball in high school. Mm-hmm. So I'm assuming that you probably started doing fitness in high school. Did you start yeah. doing it? Um, like, did, did you start taking it seriously in high school? Because you sounded like you got a couple of offers. So I mean, you was fairly good at baseball, right? Um, so at what point did you start taking fitness seriously? You know, I think I started really getting into fitness and trying to be competitive with it more so when I was in the army. Um, oh, okay. I think that you know naturally I was a, a decent enough athlete to at least get a couple JUCO looks. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, as with a lot of high school, you know, teams, you don't really have a, a strength and conditioning coach down there that is <laughs> right. You know, using any real like principle based methodology. How big was your high school? So we actually had a pretty big high school. I was a six A school. Oh, um, man. So I'm trying to think of how many people actually graduated with. But yeah. If you ever seen the show, like two a days about Hoover high school, you I've, know, heard, I've heard about it. Yeah. It's down around that area. It's okay. kind of a similar size. Yeah. My high school had 62 people in my graduating <laughs> class. You were not six. A. <laughs> no, I, not. I don't even know if I was a, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, so from there you, you said you got started to get kind of competitive with it in the army. Yeah. What, how was you getting competitive with it? Um, so the army is actually pretty good about fostering, uh, more of like a, a team or athletic environment that you might see, you know, similar to, to a college team. There's, there's a lot of uh, different resources you can plug into. Uh, one thing that I did that I, I, comp- I trained up and competed for in 2014, 
uh, was the Army's best ranger competition. Oh, cool. Um, I've seen stuff about that before. That's really oh, cool. Oh, yeah. We, we went down there and just got absolutely smoked. <laughs> like, it was... It's it's one thing to think you're like in good shape coming yeah. from your unit, but then you see the the forty nine other teams that are also guys that are in really good shape. So it's fifty total teams that do that. Yeah, fifty total teams. Uh, teams of two. It's a three day competition. Um, oh. yeah, it's just an a- absolute smoke fest. You know, <laughs> they. I think our our first event was um, unknown distance run, and it came out to be I think like eight point one miles, and that was the, Ooh. the first <laughs> event of you know seventy two hours. Ooh. Um, it was also the year there were there were a ton of fiscal cutbacks, and so a lot of the, the mm. really cool you know flying around in helicopters and that stuff got pulled. But I guess it doesn't cost anything to add mileage to right. a run or a ruck. So yeah. how does one train for something like that? Uh, so we were doing um, three to four days a week. We essentially ap- applied like a progressive overload methodology to running and rucking. Uh, a lot of our runs were based off of, hey, we'd run out for 20 minutes and we'd have to make it back to the start point within 20 minutes. Uh, we might take 10 minutes off, throw a uniform on, yeah. put our ruck on and do you know the same thing with the ruck. And uh, we kind of went about it extremely like systematically. Like, we'd add two and a half pounds to mm-hmm. our ruck every week. Yeah. Uh, we'd slowly increase our distance and mileage. Um, you know, we, we really took about six months of doing that until you know, we were really comfortable moving underweight and we felt comfortable for moving long distances wow um it's really difficult to keep your strength up yeah <laughs> during that time um and, you know something i didn't know a whole lot about at the time that i think would have made me a lot better at that competition was mm-hmm. recovering properly uh, um, i was in my 20s at the time so right. I, you could go and sleep four hours a night and be fine the next day but <laughs> i would die right now if i did it in my 30s <laughs> absolutely man so with the actual the best ranger competition, that's more so of a team effort, right? Yeah. So you you find a training partner, mm-hmm. um, typically oh, is it something like doubles. Within, yeah. So it's it's oh, two okay. people per team. Um, you train up with your partner. Both of you do the competition together. I think you have to be like an arm's length from your partner at all times during oh. the runs and the rucks. So, so you got somebody watching you the whole time. Like yeah, that? And you're totally reliant on each other yeah. um, as well. So, I mean, there's a, there's a big aspect of, you know, being able to motivate somebody else and, and yeah. keep them going um, as well. So I, I thought it was really cool. I think it's definitely a, a younger guy's game, right? Um, but certainly a great experience. So is that they're like, there's other kinds of obstacles that you have to do with that too, right? It's, yeah. Besides just like the ruck run for an unknown distance. What are some of these other obstacles like? So I think we, we finished that first uh, eight mile uh, run we went straight into an obstacle course mm-hmm. that i think the first the first thing you hit after the eight mile runs like a, a 30 foot rope climb and then you have a uh a wall you're going over uh monkey bars drop into some water and you're crawling under barbed wire and then you get up and you have i can't remember how many pull-ups you have to do at the end you have to finish with a a certain amount of pull-ups and the number seems easy, but it actually really sucks when you're like waterlogged and you're wearing <laughs> yeah. you know long sleeve and you know right. long shirt. Um, I think after that we picked up a bu- like a couple five gallon water jugs and we ran with them a couple miles to a pond. Gotcha. And it was like 800 meters swim. And they they just stack all sorts of <laughs> wow. stuff into it. And then later on they start adding some technical skills. So yeah. you hit the range. You're doing stress shoots while you're moving a you know simulated casualty that might weigh a couple hundred pounds and then okay. engaging targets with rifle, pistol, shotgun and 
So that's pretty cool, so, man. It's it's some cool stuff. Man. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, I found this a lot more fun to watch. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, they do allow spectators. Yeah. So it's actually if anyone wants to check it out, it's usually in April, but uh, I think they aired it on like ESPN two one year. But there's always a, a live stream. Uh, really online it's a pretty cool event i've just seen like kind of like highlights and stuff about it maybe i think maybe it was even just like a documentary about it yeah. or something but i didn't watch just a whole, whole lot about it i watched enough to know what it was right. <laughs> if that makes any sense so we said they got a little bit more technical it seems like most of it as far as like when you're trying to move weight it's all body weight and more odd weight things is that correct or did you ever have yeah. to move anything like a barbell or anything like that so they have I think last year they added more of those movements. So the yeah. the army shifted from its standard physical fitness test of two minutes of push ups and sit ups and a two mile run. Yeah, it's uh, what they're calling the ACFT or the Army Combat uh, Fitness Test. Um, that is definitely, you know, at least in my opinion, a better representation of fitness and just I guess like a kind of a whole man okay um, kind of criteria that they look at. So I think last year they administered in ACFT as part of best ranger. And part of that is, you know, three right max on deadlift, right? Um, you're dragging sleds, moving kettlebells. So that's pretty cool. <laughs> all that. So yeah, I mean, that's, <clears throat> that was something they did last year. The year I did it, um, it was pretty much all like, here's this giant rock. Here, go, <laughs> go carry it. You know, just, just odd object stuff. Nice. And yeah, just stuff to make you uncomfortable. So you said now that they have the, what is the acronym again? ACF, ACFT. ACFT? Uh, yeah, Army Combat Fitness Test. Okay, so what exactly do they do that now? Because I remember Richard, we had Richard, he's, he was a, another veteran on here. He does did the um, uh, the ROTC at, um, what is that college? A&M. Mm -hmm. I almost said UAH, it's not, it's A&M. <laughs> yeah. um, he, he did the ROTC there, um, and he had started to talk about it, but didn't really get into it. Do you know exactly what they have to do now as far as like all of it? Or is it still just like three rep max deadlift? Yeah. Um, sled push kettlebells and that's pretty much it or. Yeah. If I can, if I can recall correctly, cause we actually, my unit had to test it out when it mm -hmm. was kind of in its, its infancy and they might have changed a little bit of it. Um, and I'm probably going to mess some of this up, but there is, so there's a leg tuck event where essentially you have a, a mixed grip on a pull-up bar. Okay. And you're bringing your knees up to your elbows. So, I mean, it's almost like a knee to elbow, except you're, you're parallel with the bar with the mixed grip. So you're kind of okay. like sideways on the rack. So are you doing that for like for max hold or re max reps? Max reps. And I think it's 20. That's the max reps. Ah, so it's core strength and gri uh, grip strength then yep, too. Yep, core strength ah. and grip strength. Um there is the T push-ups. Initially, it was just hand-release push-ups, mm -hmm. um, but they started making them into a T. So, like, you do the hand-release, and you have to extend your arms, like, out to the oh. side, do a full T, <laughs> and back in, and then and push up. And I think that's max reps in two minutes. I think, like, 49 is maxing. Um, wow. The previous PT test where it was just two minutes of push-ups. Mm. Um, I think maxing was like 71 or something, but you, you come wow. to realize that you don't have a whole lot of time right. to push up. Like you can't crank out that many of them when you're, mm -hmm. when you're wow. moving your arms to a T. Um, so there's a three rep max deadlift uh, that comes at some point. I'm definitely not telling you these in order because I can't remember. Right. Um, now you're good. The sprint drag carry, which I believe was, it, it's something to the effect of you, you pick up two kettlebells, mm -hmm. you run like 25 meters with them, 
you sprint back, you pick up a sled and you like drag it backwards 25 meters. Then you have to like side shuffle back 25 meters. You go back and forth. I can't remember wow. how many times and just various movements. Um, but it's actually a pretty good smoker for glutes and your thighs. Oh, yeah. So naturally, <laughs> the next event after that is a two mile run. Ah. So then you hit the two mile run. Um, and that's you know the same as any, but they extended the the minimum passing time for it because I mean yeah. you're, you're pretty smoked. Um, and then probably good for the general <laughs> general populace. <laughs> and then my last unit just decided as like a unit standard to add weighted pull ups. Uh, so gotcha. <laughs> we did that as well, which I actually I don't mind at all. Like I, I know the Marine Corps does pull ups, um, mm-hmm. and I think pull ups are an excellent gauge of fitness. I don't I don't think anyone that's like really good at pull ups is also like not in shape. Um, <laughs> I think it's a much more difficult movement, but, uh, you know, so we would add those as well, but essentially that's, that's the ACFT. And I, I know I'm forgetting something. Oh yes. There's a, uh, it's kind of similar to, I guess, like a clean movement, but pick up right. a medicine ball and okay. you throw it behind you for distance. Like you're throwing uh, it over yeah, your yeah. head. Um, really just like trying to hit triple extension and just launch it you. as far as you can. I got you. Just yeet that sucker <laughs> back there. <laughs> All right, so you said that um, after you got out, well, no, you're still on active duty, mm-hmm. and so you're. You say you've been here for about like six months or so. About six months. When exactly did you find Operation RSF? So I found it. It would have been in around March of 2020. We mm-hmm. were just starting to shut down uh, over COVID, right? Uh, for the first time, and you know, I was kind of in like the last year of my mm-hmm. time in my unit, and uh, I, I won't say I was necessarily on cruise control, but I think I had, you know, gotten my systems down enough that I could bring some other stuff onto my plate. Right. Um, and I randomly found him on Instagram. It was, uh, founded by you know, a couple other guys in special forces that yeah. essentially just wanted to take more of a grassroots effort. Did you know them? I didn't. I just, I randomly came across them and messaged them and was right. just like, you know, how can I help? <laughs> um, and they kind of take it more of like a grassroots effort towards merging physical and mental health and kind right. of the, the aspect that the two are, are connected like it's kind of a very like western like way to look at things to say like hey we have our physical health we have our Mm -hmm. mental health and a lot of other societies that's just looked at as as health right i think we're we're getting more towards a stage where people are kind of looking at them as how one affects the other right Um, and so while one does affect the other oh absolutely um i mean it it, everyone in this room knows like hey if you're if you're working out and like you're you're eating right you're Mm -hmm. drinking enough water I mean, everyone's headspace is just, you know, immensely better. And it's not just us saying that from experience. Like, there's studies that show physiological changes that occur once exercise is introduced as, um, Mm -hmm. you know, a a lifestyle habit. Right. Um, So we looked at it from the standpoint of, you know, we saw these guys that were, you know, our teammates and our friends that would get out of service and they'd start struggling and and having all these issues. And these, you know, were some of the the strongest people that I knew when, you know, we were on teams together. Right. Uh, we started kind of like digging in as, you know, how can, how can we start making a difference and start helping these people? Yeah. Um, and we didn't want to necessarily just wait on a lot of the top down initiatives, you know, that are coming from the government because we thought that, you know, as guys that shared a team room with them, shared deployments with them, that it it might mean something also for us to speak up and for us to create a community to, you know, start bringing these guys back in and, creating that society right after service is it is it's pretty much just trying to give them purpose after they're done with their service right that's that's yeah. essentially what you're doing yes yeah. so and what we want to do is we want to connect them with gyms that help provide this sense of accountability and community that yeah. they, they saw in service we don't necessarily want to 
turn somebody over to you know a, a 24-hour globo gym and be like right. hey, good, good luck you know so do you notice that you like you know kind of gravitate more towards crossfit style gyms because i know that there's yeah. other gyms with gym communities than just crossfit so do you kind of you you go do you go more towards crossfit or like what all do you normally kind of gravitate towards yeah I, we we gravitate heavily towards crossfit gyms mm-hmm. uh, i think you just look at you know the gyms that are available in most yeah. areas and and crossfit is definitely more of the style that has you know the, the the physical fitness health aspect, yeah, but also like the society and community aspect. Because um, what we don't want to do is if you know somebody's coming to us and saying like, "Hey, I I want to get connected. I'm you know trying to take the first steps. I don't want to you know I want to send them someplace that yeah. they have the best chance of sticking around there and you know becoming part of that community and it becoming right. a lifestyle habit. So yeah, CrossFit naturally is is really like our largest you know partnerships. So do you do CrossFit or I, I noticed you, you was getting ready for a powerlifting meet yeah. there for a while. And so I didn't know if you like did CrossFit and then you're like, I'm going to train for powerlifting for a little bit or, or what do you, do you do CrossFit? I'd, so I do. Um, I was doing a bunch of cross, I was actually following the programming that y'all do when I, mm-hmm. when I lived in Nashville, um, up at Provita, um, which is the mayhem programming. I think it's great. Uh, when I got here, I started training for a powerlifting competition, yeah. um, and since then, I went and took all the classes for the uh, the power athlete block one methodology. And I'm actually heading out to Austin in September for my coaching certification. Cool. Um, so, and and that's kind of like a good blend or what I've found where I, I've I like a bunch of the powerlifting movements yeah. and and kind of the periodized strength aspect of it. And uh, power athlete used to be. CrossFit football before they rebranded. So <laughs> okay, dude, I love CrossFit um, football. That's CrossFit, yeah. awesome. What is that? What is CrossFit football? So it used to be on dot com. You'd have little like, I guess tabs, and yeah. CrossFit football was made for football players or just like your power output. It's a lot of sled pushes, power cleans, squats, deadlifts. Oh, it's like yeah, all sprinty kind of things. There was like wads, but they were more strength based. Huh? Yeah, were, it, it was that awesome. Sounds, that sounds like my it. right up my alley. <laughs> Yeah, I, I want to say that uh, CrossFit football also developed. Um, was it King Kong? Yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah. That's where ah, it came from. okay. What it, what is that? Huh. It's what four hundred fifty pound deadlift, like two, two muscle two ups. ring muscle ups. Yeah, and then, it's like yeah. three like, handstand push ups and like two squat cleans or something like that. Two fifty. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, uh, it, it's it's about just really moving heavy weight as, yeah. right. as much as possible. Yeah. Huh. Um, but I've enjoyed to say it. John Wellborn, who's yeah. the CEO over there. I couldn't think of his name. Yeah. Big he, dude. <laughs> he's he's a giant. He's um, an NFL pro. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. But I guess he took his methodology and essentially just tried to reverse engineer what it took to be what he calls field strong and not just gym strong and turn that into a workout program. Sick. Yeah. Okay. So this is – all right. So it started out as CrossFit football, and then it turned into – what is this name again? So it's, it's now called Power Athlete. So Power it, Athlete. It rebranded um, okay. off of the CrossFit name. So cool. You see a lot of similar movements. It's just technically not a CrossFit-affiliated program anymore. Right. So they still kind of do more so like Metcons and things, or is it more so like, like lifting mm-hmm. and er. – uh, So they, they have a couple different programs. Um so they have one that's called like Jack Street. That's all just it's straight, just bodybuilding, and you're you're moving okay. heavy weight. You're not doing a whole lot of cardio. Yeah, um, I'm on a program called Hammer. Uh, that's more geared for like military style athletes. Okay. Uh, so what I'll typically do, you know, every every week I'll squat 
bench, deadlift, press, you know, all the major movements with yeah. some accessory work. Um, and then I might hit a Metcon at the end that could look anything from like, hey, three minutes max reps, push press at 95 pounds, then four minutes of 70 pound kettlebell swings and five minutes assault bike. And that might be cool. like your Metcons. Your Metcons are generally kind of in the like glycolytic pathway of, right. you know, eight to 20 minutes or so in there. Huh. This is power output. Yeah, essentially. I've, <laughs> I've never heard of this before. Yeah, it, CrossFit football is awesome. Yeah. Like, it really was. Well, I didn't know they rebranded it. look though. into that then. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's good stuff, man. I, I enjoy mm -hmm. it for sure. Huh. All right, so then you was you was preparing for a, a powerlifting meet. How did that go? Uh, it went as if I injured my hamstring like four days before. Oh, no. <laughs> what happened? Uh, I was I was following my normal programming. Um, so the, the meet was actually for charity and mm -hmm. benefiting RSF. So, I mean, it's a win-win. Gotcha. Win. gotcha. Um, but I was doing my sprints. Um, I probably could have warmed up a little bit better, a little yeah. hard out the gate, you know, which is idiotic of me because sprints are pretty much a known killer of your hamstring if you don't right. warm up properly. Right. Um, so I tweaked it, um, and I just I didn't really feel comfortable doing a maximal pull after that because it's right. like – I already donated my money. The foundation is getting the money regardless. We had great turnout. Right. I, I don't want to necessarily sit there and put myself out for four or five months. I get it. I wanted to go lift. I get it. I get it. I mean, it, I, yeah, I, I completely get that. But what – did you actually have like a full-on max out before you went or something? Like did you know where your numbers were before you got to the event or – Yeah, uh, generally um, – so I hadn't done like a full out max. My, mm -hmm. my deadlift was sitting somewhere in like the 520 to 530 range. Squat was mid 400s on my bench. I didn't, I didn't max on that, but my goal was, I think, 355 for the competition. I think I'm about um, half on all of those. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I tell you what, though, man, I was, like, I was lifting pretty hard all the time. Um, and I, I love feeling strong, but like now that I've kind of, shifted from that and i'm doing right. more of you know work capacity based movements um i definitely feel a lot more mobile and right. in shape than i than i did <laughs> right I'm trying to you know drop the i mean i put on weight because i was eating you know for a powerlifting competition too how, and, how many calories were you eating a day uh i don't know it was a straight dirty bulk I no <laughs> oh, idea, you I have no idea you were just like <laughs> just in, a lot any yeah. and all of it just exactly. showing it in <laughs> i got you i got you um, so, all right. So you came to us and asked us about, um, uh, hosting an event here. Mm -hmm. Um, and of course we was like, absolutely. Um, and then you had, we was kind of kicking around like what to do. And usually you had said that like RSF would come out maybe like lead a, um, like a, a workout together with a bunch of, you know, a couple of veterans and things like that. Um, but then uh, the idea was kicked around. I think it was you that suggested it about doing a CrossFit total. Yeah. Um, and so we were like, that would be pretty cool because, you know, who around here, you know, really does a CrossFit total event. Um, so typically, what do you guys do whenever you approach gyms about doing events uh, instead of like doing one like a CrossFit total? What, what do you normally do? So, I mean, normally it's it's like your general wad. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, yeah we'll, we'll have significance behind the reps. Uh, a lot of times the gyms that we're partnered with will kind yeah. of do it autonomously um, as well. Like there's another gym that we're partnered with that's also doing an event, 9-11 weekend, where they're just they're planning it, but they're setting it up to where we can receive donations right. uh, at RSF. Um, 
And this, for me personally, this is my first time actually being like one of the lead planners with one of our partner gyms, right? just because when I jumped on, COVID was just getting started and oh, we're yeah. just now ramping back up our, our actual in-person social events. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of the stuff we did previously, um, we're having to do a lot of virtual outreach. Uh, we partnered up with an organization called VetWad, uh, where their founder is also one of the, the main coaches on. I don't, I don't know if you've heard of street parking. It's like mm-hmm. a limited equipment. Uh, I haven't actually. No. So yeah, we were, we worked with them on, um, basically just getting out some like at home workouts and we yeah. did like a month of publishing an at home workout and kind of providing a platform for the community to, to interact with each other and, you know, right. talk about how things were going. Uh, we did something similar during the pand- pandemic with uh, yoga instructors where we just enlisted like 20 of them and they all put together like a flow that we were releasing, you know, every other day, just things yeah. that for where people are sitting at home that they can sit there and they can log on to Instagram or right. log onto our site uh, and start seeing all this stuff and start, start making their own choices and still be part of a community. Right. Albeit a virtual one. Um, so that's really like the main kind of community outreach I've been involved in for the past, you know, year and some change. Right. Um, but I'm hoping to start ramping up more events like this where we can actually get out and have RSF, you know, representatives like in the gym and involved bringing in sponsors. Right. Getting it to be more of a community event. Right. So with the Rocket City CrossFit Total, um, we're actually planning on doing it to where, and this is me like telling the audience this, where there's, uh, you can donate however much you feel um, to enter. Mm-hmm. Um, and then what is the link? I'll be post- Whenever I post this on Facebook, I'll post a link with it as well. Yeah, so the, the link to our website is just www.operationrsf.org. Mm-hmm. Um, now we could probably put this on Facebook as well, but the actual uh, oh yeah, you guys must do uh, you must do um, Instagram and we, then Eventbrite. We mostly do. Um, I think what I've found since I moved to Huntsville is that it's like more of a Facebook town. It, it feels like yeah. Um, I wish it was more Instagram, yeah. but yeah, because yeah. like <laughs> like being in Nashville, it was like all you know Instagram for, right. for marketing. And my wife is a, a hairstylist and. Mm-hmm. You know, she started you know pulling in clients when she got on Facebook and you know uh, right. started marketing herself there. So I was actually thinking the other day it might be better for us to start putting out more stuff on Facebook. But uh, essentially, we have an Eventbrite uh, sign up uh, that right now it's currently at the link in our bio on mm-hmm. our Instagram profile, which is just Operation RSF. It's in the link of our bio at Rocket City CrossFit too. Okay, I I, I took out the Rocket City CrossFit link and put in the Operation RSF <laughs> Eventbrite uh, in there too. So cool. in, in case anyone's like wondering, it's there, too. Yeah, and I think it's it's cool to note also that it you know with it being a free event mm-hmm. and without a membership required, mm-hmm. that if they do know any veterans or anyone out there that might want to attend or just wants to be part of the community, they're, they're welcome to come out. And I've been telling some people, or you know, I'm like. Hey, we're doing a CrossFit total, and they're like, eh, "I'm not really in CrossFit shape right now." I'm like, well, you it's, can still come out. It's, and it's not what you it. think, yeah. you know. <laughs> right. You're doing three lifts, right? But also, you know, even if you know somebody wants to come out, you know, they're a veteran and they're just wanted to find out what it's about. Yeah, um, I think it's still an awesome thing just to be present in the gym and see how it goes down, meet some of the coaches, meet people in the gym. Um, and then, you know, maybe show up for a class the next time. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. I know that, um, that for anybody who's like, what is the CrossFit total? CrossFit total is a strict press, a back squat, and a deadlift. Um, and typically, you have three attempts at each to establish a one rep max. And then your total score um, across the three ends up being your total final score. 
Um, and so I was planning on doing a video either Saturday or Sunday talking about all of the, you know, like all the different rules and things about it. Um, but so be on the lookout for that on, uh, rocket cities, uh, Instagram. Um, but you don't have to be a CrossFit athlete to do it. Um, at all. It's basically powerlifting, except the bench is now strict press. So, um, if you do strongman, if you do powerlifting, um, you absolutely can do it. If you do bodybuilding, you can absolutely do it. Um, so it's, it's something that I, I definitely want to convey to people that you don't have to do CrossFit. You don't have to be in CrossFit shape to be able to do this. You just have to want to show up and help out and then lift some weight. Yeah. And do it for a good cause. Yeah. Yeah. So. And so also, you know, people to know like where their money is going. So we, we do stuff outside of just, you know, workouts with CrossFit gyms. Right. Uh, that same day, we're executing another event in uh, Crowheart, Wyoming, uh, where we've rented out a ranch uh, that we're having like a veteran meetup yeah. uh, over 9-11 weekend. Uh, hiking Glacier Trail up there, coming back. Oh, we have that's a, cool. uh, <laughs> a keynote speaker, a guy named Dr. Justin Smith. Um, mm -hmm. He is a uh, PhD, essentially neuroscientist, that's yeah. going out there to talk about uh, decision-making under high-pressure situations right. and how that relates to post-traumatic stress and how people can you know, manage and regulate um, and then having just the social component of people going out there to meet each other and, you know, do some cool stuff outdoors and, and make some good connections. So, uh, you know, with the money that we receive, a lot of that goes to hosting events similar to that. Right. Okay, cool. Well, guys, um, do you have any closing remarks before we go? Uh, I don't, I mean, you could, like I said earlier, check us out at operation org or on our Instagram at operation RSF. Um, but yeah, I can't thank you guys enough for hosting the event and, and Absolutely, doing this for dude. us. No problem. We're excited about it. Yeah. Yeah. Same here. So, well, all right, guys, uh, this has been a great episode. We got to talk, uh, talk and sit down with Brian. Thank you for coming, Brian. A little bit of applause <laughs> there. Um, guys, if you want to check, uh, operation RSF out on Instagram, it's literally at operation RSF, all lowercase, all one word. Um, and if you want to check us out on our other podcast, uh, check us out on the Secret Dungeon. You can check us out on our social medias at Rock City CrossFit on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. Um, if you're interested in the Rock City CrossFit total, look at the uh, link in the bio of Operation RSF or Rock City CrossFit. Um, you can donate how much you feel. Um, it's also free if you don't feel like donating. Um, and then you can come out and. Uh, you know, just hang out, watching people lift weights, scream at people. I know I'm going to be screaming at people. It's, <laughs> it's my favorite thing to do in the gym. But anyways, guys, uh, thank you, and we will see you next week.